Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. They demand my alter ego, but I won't go. Uh, this is our second episode of the night. Tonight was a stacked night. I had Frank from Slapper Reality earlier, and now I have Jay Turner from, God, I, I could go through a list of places. Most recently, Anchor Skate Supply, but you are kind of a... Uh, a staple of that part of town, Pinellas County, the skate scene and I, the, the, the local music scene as we were just discussing beforehand. So thank you so much for driving over. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's no problem. Um, and I, I guess you know a bunch of people in this area that, you know, T- Tampa Heights, Seminole Heights, Ebor Heights has kind yeah. of become the magnet for. Well, skateboarding, man, like just in this neighborhood alone, man, I mentioned <clears throat> my friend Scott owns a bowl, concrete bowl, Ryan Clements, the dream driveway There's I know there's mini ramps around, and it's kind of a little, you know, epicenter of skateboarding now, in this neighborhood. Were you born in Tampa or St. Peter? I was born at St. Anthony's Hospital in St. Petersburg. Me too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. I, it takes one to know one. Yeah, definitely. Now, how old are you? I'm 48 years old. Okay, so three years older than it. So, yeah. what about elementary school, like grade school? Where did you go? I went, you know, it's funny, man. I went to the first three years of elementary school at the Campbell Park Elementary. Okay. Which that's the location of the, the, the new skate park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's like literally the backyard of the, the school. It's funny school. how these little pathways kind of work themselves out. I, it's It's incredible, man. So, were you pretty much... Between Pinellas and, and Hillsborough, yeah, I was, I was yeah, I was born here in St. Petersburg, and uh, you know the first you know my early early years were here. Right. Um, you know, my parents got divorced when I was like eight. Um, my my dad moved to Brandon later on, and uh, so yeah, Is it just I, you or did you have siblings? Uh, yeah, I had a brother, uh, older brother, uh, older sister, um, which they live you know live with uh, my mom and I, and uh, I moved. Uh, to Brandon, I guess, you know, I had to be 12 years old, you know, from St. Pete, but I went back and forth, like in my teen years. Do you remember your introduction to skating? Like how you first became <laughs> aware of it or yeah, how, man. your life? Yeah, definitely. I was uh, back here in St. Pete and I was visiting one of my friends. He got in, he just started getting into skateboarding. You know, I had to be 12, year, 12 13 years old. And uh, he was like, just getting into skateboarding, had a Thrasher magazine, I, I, and I saw it, and I looked at it, and I, it, man, I was just captivated when I first opened that. The photography those pages, in man. those magazines, you know, Glenn Friedman, a lot of these other oh, people who yeah. shot these classic black and white, you know, it was a thing that dreams were made of, you know. I remember those magazines just pouring over them so much as a kid. Yeah, man, it, it captured, you know, no, you know, just those pages, man. I was like, man, I want to do that. Like it's, and he had a skateboard. I started riding a little bit. I mean, this was 1984, so I mean, it was so in the probably 80s. before Powell Peralta was even in its full swing. I mean, no, they were getting about- there. They were getting there. Like the Bones Video Show, I think the name of it was the first video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was the first skate video I saw, and. uh um, and then, you know, all the, you know, you go to Blockbuster and rent a, a VHS uh, vision street contest or whatever. Right. It's not like it is today whatsoever. Sure. So that was my introduction into skateboarding, those pages. And then, you know, got my first hand-me-down board a little bit later on. What'd you get? I uh, mean, it was like, uh, I remember I had Kryptonics, uh, green, big-ass Kryptonics and some Gullwing and just some hand-me-down like Roscop. 
barely skatable. Um, and I was just stoked. I rode the shit out of that board. I had a tank Veriflex yeah. that had every fucking piece of plastic you could nail to a piece of wood. It had the coping. It had the little jumper on the back truck. It rails, tailbone, nose. But I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of accessories in the eighties. Big, big time. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Clothing and on your board. It's true. It's yeah. true. So, uh, so for me, I remember, and I think I, I came out to your shop not too long ago and was talking about, uh, John, uh, Laboud, who owns uh, Reno Beach, but he used to own Reno Surf Shop, which yeah. had, you know, I grew up in Woodlawn area, so 16th Street, 9th it's Street, right down the street from my shop, and 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 that was that was the only place. Now there there was a minute. I'm trying to remember what it was in Tyrone Mall. There's a store that you could pack, grab. Uh, pack Sun? No, 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 it was before many, that, many yeah. years before but that, that. Yeah, oh man, there's Mad Beach, which was epic. That was epic. Yeah, but that, that seemed like shop. Mars to me growing yeah. up in St. Pete. Like, that was probably a few years before, maybe. And unless then, you uh, had a friend with a car, or your parents uh, yeah. were being nice that day and took you out there, like that was that could have been California for um, me. And St. Pete, man, I, I, that, that was probably it. You know, like generally, like, Mad Beach, and there was one in Pinellas Park um, by. Pinellas Park Mall. I remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to go to Pinellas Park Mall. They had Shalimar there and you oh, could yeah. get Chinese stars. <laughs> hey, I bought my nunchucks. Oh, uh, that was yeah. where you get all your, yeah. nin- you get ninja gear and shitty necklaces that turn your neck green. My mom Shalimar. lived across the street from there. And then there's an epic skate spot there too, man. Oh These yeah. Banks, they got all the been, hills yeah, and the banks. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So let's talk just while we're on it. St. Pete skate, skate spots. Late eighties, early nineties. So I mean, yeah, so man, I would I, I my real my skateboarding career like career. I mean, when I started skateboarding, I mean you're yeah yeah yeah. But um, a lot of us started in Brandon. I was here in St. Pete, you know, and then I went moved to Brandon when I was like twelve, end of 12, 12 years old. And but you know, I go back and forth. But I would come visit, you know, my yeah. mom periodically, right? Like almost every weekend. She's super supportive of my skateboarding. Um. There was Fort Brooks Bank. I remember I would skate there. Man, it was an epic skate spot. And I remember yeah. going there, like just starting out skating. And uh, I, I would see all these rippers, man. This one kid, I, I you know, I never forget. I started skating with him and uh, he had his Al- the crazy Alva tritail shit. Um, um, that and there's some other spots there that uh, they were pretty epic, man. Downtown was always a good one. You yeah. Know? Definitely not like it is today. I mean, it was a ghost town then. You know, you could skate some spots. And, well, uh, so that's how – I mean, before the Rays came to St. Pete, you know, the, I, I don't know exactly. My timeline gets fuzzy as I get older. But prior to that, I mean, there was nothing fucking down there. No, I I, rem- I was I, – I was I went to elementary school in St. Pete and uh, some middle school. Um, so I was bused all the way from the north side of uh, St. Pete all the way to Campbell Park, right? And I would go through that interstate, and there was there was public housing during that time. Oh, it was all methadone at. clinics and halfway houses, yeah. and just Web City, right? Oh, for sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a ghost town, really, yeah, um, in St. Pete during that time. The only you know thing I remember going to when I was a kid, like fifteen, Janice Landing. Club Detroit. Janice Landing. You know. I remember Damon's Landing. There, there was a hill of Damon's Landing. And then, you know, like I said, growing up 16th Street, 9th Street, 22nd Avenue, there was, you know, well, first off, there was a bowl. What is it? Fresh, fresh market or Whole Foods that's on 4th and like 30? Fresh market. There was a hotel that had a pool there and they knocked the hotel down, but they left the pool there for a while. And I remember my dad bringing me to watch kids skate the pool on that corner. Wow. That was like the only pool in St. Pete that I knew of that anybody skated. And I mean, this was 
super early. I mean, I was I grew up on El Cap Burgers. My parents owned the Wood Nickel, the the antique store. Oh wow, right. did they on Pinellas Park? No, it was oh, right. No. It was where uh, Fourth Street Boxing Gym was. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now yeah, it's all it, yeah. it's all knocked down in banks and bullshit now, but. Um, so downtown definitely. And then when I was at your store not too long ago, we were talking about that gas station that, that like had all the knocked out windows and everybody just put up boards and you could skate it all night long. I was, I, I, I was in uh, Brandon during that time, during that but point. I would come okay. back and visit and I just randomly pulled in and people were skating. It was insane. Right. And, uh, and I would also hook up with people here during that time. Um, Backyard mini ramps, you know, I, I, for the first that time. That was I, big in Brandon, right? Like Brian yeah. Schaefer was telling me about, you know. Yeah. Was it he and his brother that had one in the backyard? Yeah, they had a vert ramp and a, a concrete, small concrete bowl. Yeah. I wouldn't even, I don't even call it a bowl, really. <laughs> like a couple reservoir. Bowls. It was like a water yeah, drainage something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the skate the skate scene, man, surprisingly, in St. Uh, Brandon, man, and St. P too, but it was pretty epic, man. Like, it was epic, but Brian, but Brian was telling me that you get fucked with endlessly in yes. Brandon. Yeah, you know. Um, so I I moved from St. Pete Beach, go to the beach, go to the you know low key dr- old driftway with my mom, you know, and and hang out and you know start skating here and then uh, go to Brandon, man, Redneckville. Like it was a foreign country to me. Yeah, like it's only forty five minutes away from St. Pete, forty minutes, and uh, no mall at the time. I remember you know for the first time skating down the road. Truck comes by, uh, some, some like bottle skate ride, whatever, whatever. Buy, yeah, yeah. How'd you know? Cause it, cause, because <laughs> that that's, you? It, it, it happened to my wife. It's happened. Yeah. I mean, that was quite a, yeah, common thing uh, back then. Yeah. So uh, I, I lived, um, you know, at Brandon, if we're talking about Brandon, right. but I, I lived right down the street from Brandon High School, went to Brandon High School. And uh, so there were some spots on 60 that we'd skate all the time, Kmart parking lot. Like it was, there's an epic board, you know, rails, you know, curbs and everything. And that, you know, we would get in these conflicts with these, you know, Confederate flag waving, yeah. red, uh, four by four trucks. They would chase us. You, you name it, man. It was it was a lot different then, for sure. Well, I, I sound like an old man. It was back in my day. Well, but, yeah. you know, it's interesting because back then that was what you had to worry about. Now it's cops that you have to worry about. I don't know how much cops fucked with people back then. Not so much anymore in St. Pete, but back then... Yeah, not Brandon. Yeah, Tampa for sure. Like we go and we'd have to, you know, run, skate away, like whatever, get fake names. You yeah, know, yeah. I was, you know, yeah. Um, Who were some of your guys back then that you were into? Like your favorite skaters that you were following? Or man, back then, you know, Nottis. Yeah, you know, Mark Gonzalez, always staples. You know, um, I was super big into those guys. Um, let me think here, man. Did uh, you get to meet it? Because because after a while, like I remember they had a. They had a huge, I don't know if it was X Games or what, but they had a big old thing down at Woodlawn where they put up a- NSA. Put, NSA. Was that what it was? Yeah, and that's Amateur National Skateboarding Association, I believe. Frank Hawk uh, was the president of that. Tony's, which Tony's was Tony Hawk, yeah, yeah, Tony Hawk's yeah. dad. And they had two amateur contests. I remember that one. It was at the, in the tennis courts, and they had one down by the Bayfront Center. Um, had a vert ramp set up. Bayfront Center is now- um, the Dali Museum. Yeah. And uh, right in Mahaffey. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it was across the street on the water and they had a vert ramp set up. I went to both those things and I, di- I didn't skate in that one by the, the Dali Museum. But anyway, yeah, it was the NSA contest and uh, a lot of rad people, man, were there, you know, um, people traveled. Um, I some of the locals were, I can remember Mike Dare seeing him for the first time, which is an amazing skateboarder. He's from, you know, the Clearwater area. Right. And uh, so, was, yeah, there was an epic, 
there's an epic scene and I, I you know some of my older friends i'm old but i have some older friends sure they're from st pete and uh you know bruce whiteside john grigley's originally from st pete they had is he same, really yeah they had the st pete ramp i remember um, that deck very well yeah yeah so yeah. there is a was that was that a was that a skull skates or the grigley uh vision was yeah, and I'm not okay. sure who he's, he might have skated someone before okay. Vision, but okay. I, I I remember. It was a fucked up shape board, yeah, wasn't it? it was yeah, a like, street ghost. Yeah, Wait, yeah. no, 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 it was old ghost, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He sk- didn't skate street. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he did, but uh, anyway. So, epic scene back, I mean, St. Pete in general, like Cleo, Cl- my friend Cleo, uh, Bruce, Tolly's, he's my age. But back, you know, a few guys that are older than me, um, they had a whole scene going. Yeah, well, Bruce had the, no- the nacho ramp. Um you know, it was it was it was pretty rad, man. Well, when you go back to late seventies, early eighties, mid eighties, you know what what skating is leaking through to you. I mean, there's not really a New York scene yet. It's it's California. You know, you look at Dogtown and Z Boys and these guys that are just carving it up and all this stuff, and then they start sneaking into people's backyards and doing pools. But we just didn't have any of that here that I knew of. I mean, I didn't know of any pools. I didn't know of any vert ramps. So. Street skating was pretty much all you could do. Yeah, uh, you know, I just remember parking blocks and rail slides and fucking that. That was it. You know, that that, that I was aware of. Uh, we, you know, there was a pool in Hillsborough. Hillsborough pool was it's no longer there. It was drained every winter. We'd go skate it. it was oh wow! Epic. Yeah, big Olympic sized pool. The the deep ends were skatable, so you'd have to hit left, right, face wall. So you can pump on the left, uh, the the side wall, then hit the big face wall. Right, but nothing in the shallow end. Really. Right, but uh. Those are those are hard to come by in Florida. Were you aware yeah. of the Bro Bowl? Yeah, yeah, oh, man. yeah. I mean that that's crazy yeah. that I, that even existed. I, uh, you know, we would take the bus. The first time at the Bro Bowl, we'd take the bus from Brandon, like that young. We'd take there and skate all day downtown. Well, that was worth it, right? Oh, oh I mean, yeah, because the- you would skate downtown, hit the parking garages, street skate, and then uh, you know hit the hit the bowl. Like so, I, I years I we skated the bowl, man. Right, like it was a staple in our community, you know, in our in our skateboarding day, you know. Did you ever move anywhere else to or check out any scenes in other states? Uh, or I mean, oh yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, St. Pete, you know, Brandon, and then I in my late teens, I think it was nineteen. Uh, I moved to Gainesville, Florida. Oh wow, um, yeah, it was it was epic, man. Like honestly, a lot of my friends stopped, stopped skating. A few didn't, and I was still skating. My friend Derek St. Pierre um, moved there for school. He's an attorney as well. He oh, lives, wow. lives in San Francisco. And uh, you guys, are, the attorneys are bad news, man. <laughs> I mean, they're well, crazy. yeah, it's not like, bad news. Crazy. Yeah, I well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Not bad news. No, no, no. Well, no mean, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. on both counts. But that, um, that's the lighthearted joke. You know, he's a rad guy. You know, he's just <laughs> when we were teens, he was nuts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying. Well, it's like a but, preacher's uh, son. You yeah, know, yeah. they're the worst kids in town. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I moved to Gainesville. In my opinion, uh, it was like towards the end of Jonesville, which is a big, massive vert ramp, probably one of the biggest vert ramps uh, on the East coast during that time. It was the end tail end of that. And, uh, so a lot of those guys, you know, the vert dudes, like I was 19 when I moved there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they kind of stopped skating. A few people did. And, uh, um, I, you know, I didn't skate it that much. I, you know, I was, I, I skate some vert, but not really like, you know, I could do basics, front side grinds, sure. like, all that stuff. But, but it was cool during that time because Gainesville had a really epic skateboarding scene yeah. and the music scene. The, was so yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you for saying so that. The, because my, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, about. in my opinion, I came at the, 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 the golden age in Gainesville. So that was like before it was before Skate Park of Tampa was open. So 92, 91, 92, 93. So yeah, I, I uh, the the hardback was my like second home, right? And which was a small, dark punk rock 
bar you know was music a big part of your life oh, i mean man, it's yeah, kind of yeah, hard yeah. to be in skating and not have a be well a big so part of my life. life went like you know as far as being 15 16 you know skating in brandon we would skate all day go to shows in ebor or st pete ebor would be like the star club which is on uh 7th avenue you know star club uh cuban club oh, so yeah. we would skate go to shows great that, stories of like that, black flag at cuban club yeah and, hey. slam fest i remember yeah. we go to a lot of those yeah. um you mentioned, you know, Frank, Slap Reality. Yeah. I saw them play there. What um, about up in Gainesville? Because, I mean, there's a very rich hot water music. Dude, against I was friends me. with this. Chuck yeah, Reagan yeah. had a ramp. He skated. You yeah. know, I, you know, I saw those guys in the beginning stages of their, their music. Um, Radon's another band, that amazing band. They're friends with, you know, those guys, Dave Rome. Uh, friend Jeff London, another band called Fay Ray, King Friday. Uh, man, I was just so much going on during that time in music there. And then skateboarding, too. Like, you know, I, I was able, you know, I met Monty Noller for the first time, Monty you Nolder. know, God, I don't think I've time. heard that name. He's in such forever. a rad dude. You know, Don, Donnie Meyer, he's an old, uh, older, uh, Monty Noller. Who uh, did he skate for? Uh, man, uh, he skated for soy. He skated for Schmidt stick, you know, Schmidt yeah. stick first, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. then soy, um, you know, Paul Schmidt, he's from this area originally. Yeah. You know, there's, a, the there's all these away. weird Florida, you know, this, you it's know, pretty epic, man, honestly. Well, you got Reynolds up in Dunedin or Lakeland. Where, yeah. Lake Lakeland. Lakeland. Yeah. I mean, the Tampa Bay area alone, man, it's an epicenter of skateboarding. Well, the weather is ideal. Yeah. And there's all tons of fucking parking lots to skate. So yeah. you got, you know, a ripe environment for it. How long were you in Gainesville for? I was there for a good five years. You know, my, just skating and working. I went to school a little bit. You know, merely just, you know, being young, you know, which was, it, it was a perfect time. When did you start to set up shop? Because I know that, you know, Anchor is not your first foray in no, the, no, the no. local business community. Definitely, definitely, definitely is not. But uh, in Gainesville, you know, I, I started working at a, a shop called uh, Inland Surf Shop. It's okay. like a legendary surf shop in Gainesville. <laughs> well, it's skate shop, <laughs> yeah, surf shop, yeah. and the owner owned us a property in St. Augustine, and uh, you know we go up there and surf and skate. But uh, anyway, you know that shop, you know Monty Nolder wrote for him. You know originally uh, Rodney Mullen, oh, Donnie Meyer, Chris Bauckham. So yeah. it was an epic, legendary. Right. To this day, it's probably one of my favorite jobs ever. And I've done a lot of rad shit with skateboarding. Yeah. But anyway, so that was kind of my first, you know introduction into you know working at kind a of shop. a business side of it yeah yeah, yeah a little bit because we'd set up contest in the parking lot um you know and I'd, I'd help get product from companies and uh you know and i wrote from some shots before before that in brandon we do the same thing yeah you know we uh skaters connections is my first sponsor as a kid and we build ramps and set them up in the parking lot and do all that stuff so I love I love first ramp stories like the, yeah. the monster ramps with like no transition just yeah fucking I, the, fir the first neck sketch breakers yeah. Ones, yeah you know yeah. my dad helped me build it was yeah. terrible yeah and then we kind of learned how to do it you yeah know? um so yeah so that was my like started doing that and then I moved back like skate park of Tampa opened and I um would travel from Gainesville to Tampa during the early days and how did you meet Brian or how did you know Brian from like, Brandon yeah like, we were kids yeah you know, 15 years old he's yeah. a nut too I mean yeah. <laughs> we were think? mentioning we were talking about you know I always I always bring this up but the Palm River the Claremel the Brandon you know oh yeah yeah so uh you know he's just a nut. all you guys all you business owners that you know kind of on the fringe <laughs> yeah, yeah don't let anybody in the secret but I mean seriously you know no, no yeah, man we're it's pretty crazy in the Tampa Bay area what what you know between skate park of Tampa you know the border what we do west side and planet retro microgroove oh yeah all of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And, and you know so um yeah i met him when i was a kid and i did you know 
him and there's a rad skate scene. He had the vert ramp, like a, they had a vert ramp at his in his house, and then they moved it to the. Well, no, there's there's another vert ramp. My friend Gary okay. Crawley's house, which okay. you know, rest in peace. He's a one of the guys I used to skate with all the time. Um, but best skateboarder, you know, you know, really talented. And uh, they moved the vert ramp. They built the vert ramp there, and then uh, you know, and then the skate park of Tampa happened sure. later on. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, uh, yeah, inland surf shop, and then I moved. Move. I would come back from from Gainesville and stayed and stayed with those guys in Tampa when they lived there. Right, which was insane. Um, you know, I would sleep there, and uh, you know, spring break, I was there for a whole week at a time, weekends, whatever. And uh, I started coming back, and then uh, a lot. They had events there. You know, the first, you know, Tampa Am, Tampa Pro. I would right. I, I'd help out for the events, and I go back to Gainesville. So I started getting into it, then helping at these events, um, and then. My first real business was I start, I came back, moved back to Tampa, and I started working at well, I started working with Tim Payne, Team Payne. They built skate parks. Right. They built I got a call from my friend my friend Tim Coolis. Hey man, you want a job? We're building a park in Clearwater. I was like, Yeah. So I quit my job immediately. Like my my job, you know, it was like some you know, construction job, whatever. Right. And um uh, I started working building the park, you know. I learned a lot, you know. I knew how to build ramps, but I learned a lot, you know, working. That's a different like, world, you know, yeah, pouring cement. Yeah, it was a 35,000 square foot warehouse, you know, from end to end ramps, vert ramp, street course, two street courses, 40 foot wide mini ramp, spine uh, spine ramp, whatever. So I, I worked for about a month, I think it took us to build, three weeks to a month. It was a pretty impressive time frame yeah. that the whole park got built. Um, it was called Central Skate Park and the owners, um, they didn't skate. Yeah. They, they didn't skate, um, but they knew I did. And I lived there in the area and... uh they, they, people recommended me because, you know, my, I'm a good skateboarder. I was worked with, uh, you got you the know. pedigree. You yeah, got, yeah, you got yeah. the background. And they yeah. asked me to run the park. I was like, sure. You know, like, yeah, why not? Was there not? a pro shop or was there a store? Yeah, 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 yeah. there was a, it was a massive park. Yeah. You know, and front, you walk in, pro shop. Yeah. To the right, a massive concession area. And then walk out in the doors, it's 35,000 square foot of skate park. Impressive, really. And, uh, so yeah, that's when it started, man. I started working there and, uh, uh, that was my, you know, first job, like, you know, I was, uh, the, the general manager. So I helped with all the skateboarding uh, events, you know, putting all the programs together, hiring all the people with, you know, help with the pro shop, you know, ran, had, we had like 10, 15, some 20 staff members sometimes this is a massive undertaking. And, uh, so that was kind of my, you know, that's what all kind of started as, you know, owning businesses. Like, so I didn't own the part, but, uh, I started a, a business called, it's kind of a, the, the Skateboarding Association of America, that's the, the LLC, but it was um, based on a contest series, an amateur contest series that I started doing. Right. The first one was at the park. Then I did a couple in Florida, like, you know, North Florida, other parks. And that, that it was called the Burning, Burning South series, which was South meaning Florida. Yeah. And they grew into this thing that I did all over the country. And you just figured it out on yeah, your own? Yeah, I was like, go like- and do it. Faxing, <laughs> faxing companies, you know, no, no, but that's, really, that's so the beginning that's of email. It's badass. I mean, yeah. I, I love, I love that, that sense of, I don't want to say entrepreneurship, yeah. but it's just like no one else is filling this space. And I see that there's the path there. And I'm it, gonna, it, you know, it was like, a, kind of like, man, this is cool. I'm just going to try to do it, you know, and I, I did it and, uh, you know, I maintained Running the the park, which is income, sure, and then I started small steps. You know, f- two contests in Florida, then three, then moved to Georgia, Florida, then North Carolina, South Carolina, um, 
West Virginia. Holy <laughs> yeah, shit. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, in Charleston. Um, then Texas. And then it turned into this 12 to 15 con- contest per, per summer. It's mostly in the summertime. So I would manage the park, run the park, and I'd be gone for a period Was it a time. wash or were you making profit or was it? Man, it was just breaking even at first. Yeah. And then, you know, that started like 99, 2000. And then uh, skateboarding started getting really big, you know, during that time. Like, you know, Tony Hawk game came in. Oh, the video X, game. That was X big. X games, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So companies started having money. And so I started, you know, hitting up companies, getting sponsorship. First product and then money. They started sending checks, which is awesome. You know, now it's a little bit more challenging. But um, so that helped drive um, eventually was the uh, purchase of the park in 2003. You know, the owners were there. There's some family conflict there and they weren't skateboarders. You know, I'm a skateboarder. So it went from Central Skate Park in 2099. It opened 2003. I took over and I changed the name to 68 Skate Park while doing all these other things. Now, before you took it over, was there music there or is that something yeah, you did? I started. No, I started booking shows. <laughs> Which is fucking amazing. It's hard, man. It's not, I mean, I just like, hey, we're going to have shows every Friday. So I put the pressure, every Friday we're going to book a show. <laughs> like, uh, it was, it was, what, to me, it was like a, man, this is like big clubhouse or skateboarding, you know what well, I mean? Well, you're creating like, a scene though. I yeah, mean, it was awesome, man. Yeah. I, I, I think. The coolest thing about the music part of the, of the skate park is I love music. I love punk rock. I love sure. metal, you know. But to me, it was some of those bands. It was their first time playing out anywhere. Yeah, and even some of the bands you mentioned. Like, so Greg, yeah, with yeah. next season and uh, Open the Pee Hole. What, so, yeah. what was the other one that he was in? You know, um, yeah, he sent me these pictures. And so it, maybe it, one of his bands might have been the first time they played out. Yeah, you know, I know some of the other guys like in bands now that it was their first opportunity to play a show. So I built a stage in this concessionary. Concession area. It was you, you picture like a small area. It was like a venue, man. Yeah, you could pro- we could probably fit two to three hundred people in there. Wow, that's in the area we had. And shows. nothing like that. I mean, that I can think of in Clearwater. I mean, Clearwater is no. such a weird. No, um, there's area. like some weird like bars that has shows once in a while, but not Clearwater. It was it was a tri state tri uh, tri area. Was it? Yeah, like so it was Clearwater Largo. And, yeah, yeah. Like whatever they like. Almer- it was but it's all- a lot of golf courses and yeah. a lot of like beach atmosphere, and, all- and then you got the Scientologists. And yeah, the it wasn't other- that far downtown. Yeah, it was on Almerton Road, US nineteen. Right. No, I remember because yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I remember for sure because I was a prosecutor and I used to have to go do invests with uh, was it Largo Police Department, and I would drive by it. This was like two thousand two, two thousand. Yeah, that's yeah. when I was no. took I took over and. Uh, so yeah, man, we have shows, and uh, that was the coolest part about it for me. And then I, was, you know, started booking shows. Bands started contacting me from out of state. Yeah, and you know, then the second best thing is seeing a band that you're like, damn, I'm a fan now. You know, like that was. Who really are some cool of those band. bands that you can remember? Man, like, Page Ninety Nine, metal band. Yeah, dude, uh, man, um, so many other bands. Um, you know, a lot of good bands played there. We had these festivals. Like some of my childhood bands played as well, fans. Like Underdog played there. Yeah. Um, there's so many, man. It's hard to remember. Brian was telling me about when Dinosaur Jr. played it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I would have. Yeah, the Cuban Club? Given yeah. It. No, it played at Skate Park, I think. I saw him play at the Cuban Club. Maybe. No, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. He was, no, that was what it was. There was yeah. a component where they had like a, yeah, yeah, They had a vert ramp that they, they played and, and uh, that was pretty epic, man. But uh, yeah, so the shows, man, it was, it's always been a part of my life since as a kid. How long did that go on for? That went on for... Till the end, really, of the park. And what, um, what was in it? What, what? 99 to 2010. Okay. You know, so, you know, the show's kind of faded. Like, I booked shows for the first five years. 2010, and, it was open that long? Yeah, yeah. We closed it January. So, was it the shitty January. account? It was it 2008 yeah, that got and you? and the overhead, I didn't own the building. And the overhead was insane. 
just I don't escalation even tell you. and you, insurance. You'd be like, well, what? Yeah. Every time I study something, like mention how much that place was, like, wow. Like, yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, I did it for a long time and, you know, I was young and I, you know, I do, th- do things differently now. Yeah. I'd probably purchase the building, but, uh, but yeah, the shows went on for a long time. We had festivals there. We had, you know, small shows and, uh, I booked the shows for the first five years and then my, uh, significant records tom stevens he booked the shows it was so much better <laughs> like oh, wow. yeah Is so he's still around i haven't seen him a long time okay. man. but he booked shows at my my park and he did a really good job a lot of hardcore bands yeah um so he organized all those significant significant fests um we'd have the smaller shows inside the the concession area right it was a venue too i put me rad pa up and then the bigger shows you have inside the park yeah you know and uh they they did really really well skateboarding and, and music whatever so 2010, were you at that point ready for a change? Was yeah, it heartbreaking or were you just kind of burnt? Like yeah, how, I was what? kind of burnt, man, honestly. You know, but I, I owned another shop in Clearwater. It was actually down near downtown Clearwater. Okay. I, it was, uh, the city had a park and I had a shop inside the park. They built this brand new skate park called, it was at the Ross Norman Recreation Center and they had a space for a shop. So I helped run. I ran two parts, really. My wow. own private park and then that one. How many employees did you have? I had like like 20 at some, uh, certain times. Towards the end, like kind of thinned out a little bit. That's but, stressful, uh, though, feeding 20 miles, man. That's Yeah, a lot of, man. In yeah. the overhead, like, you know, I mean, to, yeah, to break even. Taking like, the fun out of skating in some yeah, ways. Yeah, it kind of did at one yeah, point, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's sad to say, but but then I, you know, kind of get getting these spurts of, you know, wow, I need to skate. And I would skate a lot at the park. You know, try to travel a lot to these events that I would do, you know. Um, but, uh, so that was, you know, 2010, but I still had the other shop till like 2014 and I sold it, closed the 680 skate park because the economy stuck, stunk. And then, uh, the overhead was insane. Um, so props to the skate park of Tampa for being able to do it for so long, you know? Oh, well, I mean, you know, he came in and he's like, he's like, every day is, is, is today going to be my last day? You know, am I going to give this place up? You know, yeah, roof leaks and all the other bullshit <laughs> that you got to deal yeah, with. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, just the, the general, like, you know, skateboarding in general, like, you know, not everybody can do it. You got to worry about certain things. And uh, it, it's things have changed a lot, you know, as far as the laws are concerned. But well, one of the things that I've noticed, you know, when I was at my peak of skating is it was all white dudes. I mean, there was, you know, Ray Barbie or it was like one yeah. or two. But now there's such a rich scene of female skaters oh, yeah, and, man. you know, African-American skaters and, you know, European, the French guys. Like there's all these oh, kind of. It's worldwide, man. It's like, really it, gotten. It, it, it is. South it's, America, it's you know, you get all these Everywhere. videos where you see them travel, China, Korea, yeah. you know, all this stuff. So 2014 is the end of... Well, 2014, um, yeah, it was the end of 680 Skate Shop. And when does Anchor open? That opened like four and a half years ago. So 2016? Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So you yeah. had a couple of years off there. Yeah, I worked, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, during that time, I did other things. You know, I, uh, I, I worked for a company when I owned the skate park called ASA. Uh-huh. It's a production company that does skateboarding events. And... Uh, I was a judge, so and they did events. It was called the LG World Tour, and uh, I was a skateboarding judge, and uh, I spent most of my time in the summertime in Europe. So when you I was travel in, a bunch, yeah, yeah, all of the all of the Where'd world. Where'd you go over so there? Talking about everywhere, man, like uh, England, Spain, uh, Amsterdam, uh, France. What was the uh, best Germany. skate scene overseas that you? Used? Dude, all, you know, it's so rad because we'd go there, travel to the company, and then all the pro skateboarders would come, would come and then. The skateboarding culture would embrace us, so we get the insight to all these rad spots, bars, yeah. you know, like 
whatever restaurants, spots. So it was like, we're not a tourist, we're skateboarders. So we get the special treatment. It's kind from of a common language. Yeah, you get insane. a green light. Uh, man, I, uh, Barcelona was insane. They have a really amazing skate scene there. It's like a skate park, the whole city. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, in Paris, um, the concert was in Paris. Vert ramp, street course, in the background, the Eiffel Tower. So sure. I have photos of people doing like 10 foot high airs and the Eiffel Tower in the background. Yeah. So it's, it was an epic experience. So when you mentioned skateboarding worldwide, you know, different places, and it, I experienced that firsthand traveling, and it's just this, it's a common language, skateboarding. So we were there and it was, we were accepted right away, you know. And so how did you transition back from judging to dipping your foot back and uh, running a shop? Well, I, you know, I, I did that during the whole skate park yeah. time. Um, funny. So I, 2016, I worked for the skate park of Tampa for a year. I don't know if you, no, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> for a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he hit me up and, you know, I had a lot of experience. So 2016, I believe until 2017, I worked at the skate park of Tampa. Okay. So I was going to, you know, like, you know. Well, there's a need for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You 100%, don't have it. 100%. I mean, so I didn't plan on having a shop again, you yeah. know, uh, but, you know, with the skate park there, um, a friend of mine opened the shop and I took it over a couple of years later and I, cause I had experience, he offered it up to me and I bought the shop. So, um, Such that's a how great that was. fucking location. Yeah. Yeah. So during, you know, for around 2011, um, uh, my friend Nick Nix and I started advocating for the St. Pete skate park, the regional skate park. So it took us about six years to get that thing built. And the only reason why we wanted to What was that build, process like? For me, a lot of meetings with the city council members, one-on-one, a lot of emails, a lot of uh, community meetings, um, a lot of BS. You know, but St. Pete is such an epic city. Like, they're so progressive. It wasn't as hard as you think. It just took time. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, final, finally, every, you know, down to the, the last meeting, the yes or no meeting, everyone voted uh, yes except for one counselor. I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know who the, you'll know who it is, though. Yeah. 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 He got voted out really quickly. Yeah. But uh, anyway... um. So that, you know, we, it was at a necessity, you know, we were meeting up, some of my older friends and I, we don't drive all the way to, to Bradenton because there's not a really good park in St. Pete. Yeah. There's parks, but not like a, you know, a, you know, top caliber skate park. So, man, we got sick of it. So Nick and I just hit up the city and started working on it. And we had the best skate park in uh, Was that a Team Florida. Pain or who was yeah. it? Dan- team did, Pain. Did, did you talk to those guys and say, remember me or? Yeah, like- yeah I'm friends with Tim Payne. Okay. Yeah, and Tito, my friend Tito, now he works uh, for, di- he has a different company called Pivot. Pivot Customs or Ramps, whatever, and they build car- parks as well. I've known all these guys for a really. Did long you time. have a hand in the design at all? Like a little you, bit, yeah. yeah. We mentioned things, but we, as Tim's a skateboarder, so the whole crew is. So we have, you know, I kind of we kind of trusted them. Yeah, you know, you know, I probably would change some stuff now, but it's rad, man. We're lucky. Like, we're when lucky did that, that open? Man, it's been three years now. Now, do you Not put yet. it on any shows, contests there? Or yeah, a bunch it? of yeah. Okay. We just had a Grind for Life event. We always do. We did the grand opening there. Um, you know, we do stuff periodically, you know, throughout the years since it's been open. So, so 48, how has your approach to skateboarding changed from uh, it's so much 18, fun, man. 28? I mean, well, are you know, still going for big stuff? Or I still skate, man. Like, I, well, I try. For sure, but I mean, are you, you're putting it all on the line right Yeah, I, take, to... I eat shit. Like, I, you know, there's some days I'm going after it. You know, some days I'm, you know, I'm not. But, uh, you know, I like, I like, I skate everything, you know, you know, but the part there. A lot of transition, street, you know, whatever, you know, I still have fun doing it. It's a lot, you know, it's fun for me more now than ever. You know, St. Pete's my hometown. You know, I grew up there. I was born there. So I had this shop. It's about 1,800 feet from the downtown. From It's in downtown St. Pete. And it's about 1,800 feet from the skate park. 
So it's less stressful for me. We, you know, we do fairly well, have a team, we're filming for a video. You know, we just went to New York in September to, to film and we travel. It's a lot. Is that lot. film out yet or is that? Uh, you know, we're working on it. It's good. Like we're, the, the cutoff date was January, but we're still. So filming. is it an anchor production? Yeah. Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. We, we, yeah, we're doing it and, uh, it's exciting for me. And I, I'm like really hands on just with hanging out with the team and skating. Um, how many people do you have on the team? Man, eight, maybe, maybe I'm missing a couple people, but who yeah, are really, some, who are some of the guys? Like who are some of the, the Austin kids? McCann, Braden Santos, um, Nick LaBoy, Mary Mittler, um, uh, Adam. Um, I had Keenan on here who skated for you for a minute. And I oh, yeah, 688, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keenan, wow. Yeah, 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 he was really young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, uh, his uh, stepdad and I grew up together, went to high school together. Oh, no so, way, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really, he, I think he lives in California he's now, He's in California right? now. I he's, was telling you, he, he fucking ate, like broke his jaw over there. But, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I've, yeah, that part of the you know skateboarding, we all always supported you know kids trying to make it. You know, and well, uh, that's the cool thing about your spot too, is because you're right between the north side and the south side, so you kind of pull from two different worlds. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's it's the community there. Like they had that park, and I see a lot of kids starting skateboarding in that park from that from that neighborhood, and that's really really exciting to see. Um, so you know, we we're lucky to have that park and. And yeah, people come from all of Florida to skate that thing. A lot of tourism too. They have that, you know, we, they go there. So I see people from all over the country, really. And how's the know? shop doing? Really good, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Have fun. And it's, it's doing you get a great. bunch of people wanting longboards in there or is it what's, what's, what's the, Dude, yeah, everything. But skate, but we're skateboarders, you know yeah. what I mean? So we sell that stuff, you know, and, but we, we, we also get the stuff that we, you know, as core skateboarders, we like, and we like to do like sure. going on team trips, you know, yeah, yeah. doing events and, and whatnot. But, uh, St. Pete's a rad city, man. And uh, yeah, like we're lucky to have that. Um, for do you sure. think you're going to sit tight or do you have other plans? Is there other worlds you want to conquer? Is there? Well, you know, I've been thinking about that lately. You know, there's some other th- plan. I have some other things in the works, you know. Um, you know, s- the skate shop is really, it's really doing well and I love being there. And it's, uh, you know, we do skateboarding camps and lessons. I, I did that the whole time. You know, it's called the school skate and we have a bus. We take kids to different parts and so cool. that does really well. And uh, that's an- another rewarding thing to see kids come from that. You know what I mean? You got to keep it going, you know? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but with it, these tablets, you know, that everybody, all these kids are on, you know, it's like you don't have to play that on a screen. You can go do that. Like, 100%, out in the parking man. Lot, and that, that's really rewarding, you know, like to see that, see the kids come up. You know, we, I, we're doing, I was doing that back in you know, 99 at the skate park and that just continued. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh yeah, it's really, man, it's really rewarding. And we do that. And uh, the shop does really well, man. It's a badass shop. I love it. I got to, it, you know, I, I, I've i got, I'll skate a, you know, popsicle board every now and again. But, you know, I'm kind of the poser, you know, and the the, the reissues and all that. I, I needed trucks for my uh Guerrero and no one else had the truck. Oh, you got the, the one. You got the one. Oh, you got the the, the four the, the six, six hole. hole trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, so I could fit my. So you get the one fifty nines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing that I, I always marvel at, and so my, you know, two of my passions and loves in life: skateboarding and music. And I always, you know, get to a point where I'm like, what more can you do with it? What more can you do with music that someone hasn't done? What more can you do with skateboarding that someone hasn't done? But Without fail, I'm always surprised. You know, you, you'd think at some point, like everything on a board that could be done has been done, but there still just seems to be new ground being broken. Man, and- I'm a fan of skateboarding, and that's why I own a shop. You yeah. know, uh, and I I see skateboarding is gnarly. 
it gets crazier and crazy every year. You see a new video come out. You see some, uh, you know, some terrain that's never been skated before. People throwing themselves down things. You know, it's I, pretty epic, man. I love. That's another thing that I really have enjoyed. That's really is the 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 movies. So, so a couple things. Number one, they've become so cinematic and beautiful. Like Stay Gold, like uh, that movie to me was like fucking Godfather Two. That was just, and, and then also. So much amazing music that I wouldn't have had had any reason to come into contact oh, yeah. with. Like I remember, uh, I think it was Crooked Two D. They like the OCs did like the entire soundtrack for oh, for that God. movie, and you know, so for like there's a there's a website I forget what it is, but you can Google and it and it has the list of the soundtracks for every skate movie. Yeah, you know, I can't remember it either, but you know I know, yeah, about, yeah. It's, and I'll it's literally, crazy. like, if I'm, like, bored of music, I'll go on there and say, you know, what did someone put in it's, this it's video? Pretty, and, you know, like, as a kid, you, I was introduced to music through skate skate videos, kind of, you know, I was, like, a lot of the time, the early skate, in the 90s especially, early 90s. And then as we went along, when it became more popular, like, for on mag, video magazine and companies started doing videos, like, Sometimes it'd be the first man, like uh, Tree People. Yeah. Like, inter- yeah, introduction to them was in a video. Yeah, um, a lot of that music, man. You know, but you know, a lot of it in the '80s was due to like reading Thrasher magazine. Oh, mine bad. was Thrash in the movie. I, so yeah. I, I, I know you're not on Facebook. You're on IG, but I, yeah. I posted this. It was a, a meme, and it said, "What what band got you into punk?" And it was it was them bombing the hill and thrashing to. Uh, Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks. Oh, right, right. I remember that, you know, and then the, that opened the the door to Bad Brains and Black Flag. Oh, and, all those bands, yeah. You know, and then Metallica, I think, got me in the Misfits. Yeah, I, yeah, that was, uh, you know, I grew up in the 80s, so, like, music was a big part of my skateboarding. It was, like, punk rock and hip-hop, like, hip-hop, this beginning stage of hip-hop kind of coincided together. So, I was, like, both worlds were really... Rats. It, well, it's it's funny too because skateboard. You know, I've seen skateboarding like open up the world for people, and I've also seen it kind of put people down a path. I mean, I'm sure you've had that experience. You know, yeah. There's definitely the ability to get into drugs, get into alcohol, get into crime, and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I saw some amazing skateboarders. You know, die, go to jail, and all this other yeah, stuff. Man, so I- it's, it's always interesting who survives and who doesn't. You know, the, we talked you and I beforehand about Grasso and yeah you know Phelps and all these guys that died last year and it, it's it's funny because they were the icons when we were young yeah it's tragic man you know it happens to a lot of people i guess you know um it's just you know closer to home when it's a skateboarder or a friend you know you, these people you might not have known them personally you know but i've met all those guys but but there's such a entwined part of skateboarding it's like losing a close friend like yeah. Phelps you know he passed away you would see kids at the skate parks you know you know, rest in peace, Phelps, like spray painting it everywhere. Like as a part of our culture, it was a like a family member, man. Right. That's what skateboarding is, you know, to a lot of people. Those people were, were super important. They are still super important. But unfortunately, you know, like that happens, you know. You know, uh, some of my childhood friends passed away. You know, like I mentioned Gary Crawley, yeah. man. He's the best skateboarder I've ever seen, you know, as a kid. You know, recently a friend of mine, Jason Hearns, passed away. He's like my age. You know, he might have been a couple of years younger than me. You know, probably that's weird. It's yeah, weird yeah, yeah. getting to that age and yeah. seeing, yeah. And especially yeah. with skaters, because it seems so indestructible. Like they're going to yeah, live man. forever, you know, when they're. Yeah, that stuff takes you out, man. If you, you know, you don't, if you're not careful, man, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming over. I know it's a hike, but hopefully the, uh, the Grasso board will, will be, be worth the trip. If thank you so show. much, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Grasso and, uh, 
Yeah, it was, I watched the love letters skateboarding all the oh, time. So I was watching good. it today. You know, you know, I'm at the shop. I can only watch them with skateboarding. I love skateboarding, but you know, listening to the stories that he tells, you know, is, is amazing. It's, Get you hyped? No, I mean, I got I got into the epically later at, at some point. Those uh, are really good. Too, those man. were badass in the love yeah. letters, and no, I love that stuff. I watch it all the time, and it's funny because at, at some point, my wife's you know she look over at me, she's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, how old are you?" And I was like, "But." That's, that's, that's me, you know, that's, that's part of me that'll never go, even if I can't do it like I used to anymore, you yeah, know, I just think, watching it, being around it, seeing it, talking about it. It's I think just, I'm going to uh, be riding a board until I can, you know, can, cannot walk, well, you I know, think, yeah. It's like a old man in the sea, like Hemingway, you just got to fucking eat it one day on a ramp and that's how you're going to go out. Just Yeah, on you know, board. that's like, I, you know what, I, I like taking a slam once in a while. It hurts, but it's a reminder. It reminds you you're alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it reminds you, skateboarding is a really, a real thing, like, and it, kind of gets me motivated once in a while so well that's badass and i mean you're a part of it and you've given it to the community you've given the music to the community and you know, it's great that friends and other guests on here all have a story of yeah it's, you know your shop back in the day so yeah it's so funny how you you know people are you know you talked about a lot of people that are all connected in this area and we've done different things with, with the skateboarding and music scene and it's it's pretty cool you know i was i was listening to some of the other people you have it's a show. great scene it's a great like, scene and the more i kind of dive into it the more i realize how lucky we are with all the you know music skating just all, all that around so thank you so much yeah man no problem uh, definitely honored having you over and hopefully you'll come back sometime soon awesome man thank all you right, thank you sir 